Welcome to the T5 Life Show. This is your host, Coleco Lubawanan, also known as TE5 Pharaoh. I am the owner and CEO of TE5 Gaming and TE5 Real Estate Group. Our mission here is to give you the know-hows in the gaming and the esports space, as well as the real estate and business space, and share my life along the way. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Go ahead. Welcome back, everybody, to a TE5 Live episode. I am here, D-Bro, with the host of the TE5 Live podcast, TE5 Pharaoh. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. That was a lovely intro, man. It's the first time I've ever been introduced on my own show, so thank you. <laughs> so before we get started with today's topic, you guys can tell by the title, we're finally going to review this last CWL champs, maybe. But before we get started on this episode, if you guys can please rate and leave a review, it will help us out tremendously on what we need to talk about or what we need to work on. And more feedback from you guys (laughs) makes this episode more enjoyable for you guys. I also want to add to that uh, search us on Twitter, guys. The, the, uh, the podcast has its own Twitter page. I've mentioned this many, many times. I'm pretty sure it's in our outro, but it's uh, at the TE5 Life. Just go to Twitter, at the TE5 Life. Put it in there, and you can you can interact with us there uh, on Twitter on the page. But nonetheless, D, let's get into our champs talk, man. So much happened, dog. So I'm going to bite and take back all my words. Remember when we were doing the predictions, I told you, when I told you guys that I'm (laughs) buying up all the Gen G stock, buying it all, buying it all, and I lost it all. They didn't even make it out of pool play. That is just, (laughs) that was like the biggest letdown (laughs) of like probably this whole weekend. Like no joke. I mean, this weekend or not this weekend, but the weekend of champs, that was like the most hype matches I have seen in the losers and winners bracket. It just felt like it was like March Madness for me, you know? <laughs> Guys, Gen G, let's just, since we're on that topic, they got 26th place, guys. Yeah. 26th place. They went 2-8 and eight overall map count. I guess pull yeah map count um, zero and four in hardpoint one and three in S and D and one and one in control. That's just unreal, man. I mean, Fuego Gaming. Hell, I could have put T five and that dude. My RT five A team probably could have beat Gen G. I'm not. I'm, I'm like I'm not shitting you, dog. Like we probably could have beat Gen G at this event if so, uh, we did this. So let's kind of. We pool play, pool plays, pool play. Let's let's move on to winners round one. So winners round one started off with some craziness. You have Team Envious leaving losing to three two to units. You have uh you have Splice losing to EG three to one. That you said to watch out for Splice from this event as a dark horse. So, but your dark horse was a lot better than mine. You yeah. have Fangs Clan losing the team Respir- team Reparosity three to one, and then you have a hundred thieves losing three one to Luminosity. 
And I said LG, boy. I said, and that was you if did. you had to pick who my name, my main dark horse, it was going to be LG. It was LG one, phase two, and yeah. then Splash three. But phase, I mean, phase came out swinging too, dog, you know? So winners, you, you know, Optic did their thing. They, they moved <clears> on through. <throat> then in the losers bracket, I don't know how in the hell they put Optic and 100 Thieves and phase all on the same side of the bracket. You would have thought they would have put at least another one of those teams on the same side as E-United, but they didn't, which I'm kind of upset about because, you know, at the point of getting to winner's finals, if 100 Thieves did win or FaZe won, well, whoever won and got there to play Optic and knocked them to losers, I, to me that just was like, what the heck are these guys planning, you know? But let's move on to losers round one. So loses round one, you have FaZe Clan and 100 Thieves. FaZe was up 2-0 in the series. They beat 100 Thieves in Hardpoint. They beat 100 Thieves in S&D. And then 100 Thieves wins a very tight control, 3-2. They come out and barely win the Hardpoint, 250-228. to and then they come out in the S and D and just smack FaZe and eliminating FaZe Clan from the CWL. I remember watching this on my phone in my room, and then I was like, screw this, this is I'm over, I'm done watching it. I had it on my background while I was sitting here playing other games. And then I just start seeing the comeback happen, and I was like, oh, my God. And for a hundred Thieves fan like myself, like when they were down 2-0, I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad. These guys are the only team to win it back to back. They had it. They like, they peaked at the wrong time. Like I'm like, I'm all cool with that. Then they mounted the comeback and I, and they won. I was just in awe. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Dave, let me ask you though, man. There's a hundred thieves. Like deep down when you knew they went, they got sent to the losers bracket. Did you really think they had a chance at winning it at that? Point? So, at that point of watching them, how they played against LG and going into losers, like for me, I had to justify it for myself because I honestly thought 100 Thieves was one of the favorites right next to E United to win it. But when they got knocked out and went straight to losers, I was like, you know what? I can see us making a losers run and probably getting to loser final and then be done with it. Like that was the goal for like. For like me to be happy was for them to get to a, a loser final. But you knew. But I'm saying like to win the whole event. No, that's tough. You got to reset the bracket and everything. No, and a best out of two best of fives against either a team in E United who looked really damn good that weekend, and an Optic Gaming that looked really good that weekend, and a hundred thieves didn't look their best all weekend. Which had me scared shitless. Pristini, like, or yeah, that, that's Pristini. Yeah, for a hundred thieves, what hurt them was was his slow starts in the first two games, all weekend when they were losing um, maps and losing everything. He was almost double negative every time, and when he's double negative, it felt like a hundred thieves had no shot at it. Not amount of how crazy Octane or Kenny or Enable or Slasher played. If he was double negative, 
they struggled immensely because they couldn't depend on him to win gunfights or to win that position for him. So it was just kind of hard to watch that because all year, all year long with the Hunter Thieves, you saw him win those positions and win those breaks to win those gunfights and to depend on him that much and for him not to show up on certain games in champs kind of bummed me out. But it's like I said, it's just tough to keep playing at that high level to win three championships in a year like that. It's just, it's not tough. Unless you're, not unless you're the optic God roster. That's and, true. Yeah, yeah. So I can't that, put them in the conversation. A hundred thieves. That's a, that, you know, look, look, they're, some they're Europe, you know, Kenny enable octane slasher and priest. That's a hell of a roster. And it's definitely one of the better rosters that's ever been assembled, but you know, they're definitely, I can't put them in the, in the God conversation, not, not with, um, you know, optic, you know, with karma, uh, crim formal scum. Yeah. Uh, but you know, nonetheless, now if they would have won champs, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, that would have kind of sealed that, that, uh, status for them and that roster. But, um, but nonetheless, I, I, you know, I got a couple of things I'll mention, you know, singularity, man, sixth place finish, like, you know, who the hell are these guys? I'm so not- round, I was just about to get to the, who they beat in loser round one. So mm-hmm. losers round one, they got sent there. They beat team envy three to one. Yeah. Well, that's, that, was- that was, yeah. And then you also have splice losing, uh, 3-2 to Team Warren, Losers 1. That wraps out that wraps up Losers Round 1. Now let's talk about Winners Winners 2. So Winners 2, we had the matchup of E United versus Evil Genius. And this series is probably out of the weekend in the top 3. Like let, let's like if you take a look at the numbers of like how hardpoint went and how it was just back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, E United won 250 to 228 in hardpoint. They lose six to four in SND. They lose three to two in control. They barely beat Evil Geniuses in hardpoint too, 250 to 244. Like I remember watching that game. They were down. EG was about to get it, and then just Simp, man. Simp and a Breezy just went off, man. Like, they went off and got the last hard point and won it, and then SND looked like a Breeze. And Simp's, Simp's sniper ability this whole weekend is owned by Simp. Yeah. That, is owned by Simp. Pretty, pretty much this whole champs weekend was the – Simp showing us why he feels like he's the best player in COD. Like, no joke. Like, if you have a chance to look at it on YouTube, on Twitch, anything, take a look at his arsenal SD with the sniper and his his ability with the strafe. It was just unbelievable to watch. It like as a hundred thieves fan, watching that, I was like. How can you stop this guy? He's obviously feeling himself. He feels like he can win. And when you got a guy that's like that, that's hot during champs, that's tough because you already know everybody at champs is kind of nervous, kind of tentative. And when you got a guy that's just feeling himself confident and just hitting everything and just 
just owning just that stage. Rookie, man, it was his first yeah. time ever, dog. Yeah, it's just amazing to see that stuff. So now, winners two. You have units winning three one. But now let's talk about luminosity here against Team Reciprocity. So you beat a hundred thieves. You beat them. 3-1, and then you lose 3-2 to Reciprocity. <laughs> I can't even say it. Reciprocity, man. Yes, my bad. But you you come out the gate, you smack them in hardpoint, you smack them in S&D, and then you get reversed sweat. Reverse sweet. That just blew That's my LG's mind. story, bro. You know, LG's just, you know, when they're on, man, they're one of the best teams in the game. But when they're off, you know, but they can't, they, they just haven't been consistent. You know, they've, they have those moments where everything just falls apart, man, for no damn reason. And that was one of them. So that is <clears throat> true. And then you have Optic doing their thing against Enigma oh, I got Six. words talk about. Optic gaming. Yeah, you want to you want to let them fly now, or do you want to let them fly later? Mm, we'll, we'll talk now. So, you know, first and foremost, all optic fans, and, and a, lot, a lot of our T five players are optic fans, and you guys that are listening, y'all know who I'm talking to. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's obviously we were all hoping, and I think I think it was not just us. There was a lot of Call of Duty, even even people that maybe weren't necessarily like the optic fans but like everyone understands the history of optic gaming if you're a call of duty fan you understand that like optic built cod and you know <clears throat> this to me was much more of an emotional event because of the fact that you know the cwl as we know it you know and as it's been for so many years now is is ending it's over and you know, the, the brands are all changing. We don't even, you know, it's probably, there isn't going to probably be an optic team or they're probably going to rename it something else. I, I know optic has a spot with immortals for the LA for the upcoming CDL, but you know, it's who knows what it's going to be. And like, you know, this, this was it, you know, the last champs and to see optic win this thing would have been to me, like the best storyline for this thing to go out to end an era, you know, an era that, you know, built call of duty from nothing to, you know, obviously one of the, the biggest esports in North America. So, um, you know, it was a more emotional thing and, you know, we were playing so damn well. I mean, every, I mean, literally, I mean, this optic was looking like Vegas optic, you know, I was, you know, through day one, day two, uh, I was super excited, uh, obviously going into day three, knowing we had to play E United and, you know, we've beaten E United our fair share of times, you know, it's not like, you know, I was more, I wasn't as nervous about playing them as I would have been a hundred thieves. Um, in that winner's uh, finals. But, you know, we come out, we smack them in hard point, man. I mean, we straight smack EU, dog, that first hard point. And then it's just like the search was six to five. It was super close, okay, but, you know, couldn't pull it out. But I didn't think that was a huge deal. But then next thing we know, we go into the control 
and we just get smoked, dog. Like, I don't know what the hell happened. Like, like I could have probably played in that match and been better off, dude. Like, it was terrible. I don't know what the hell happened. We get 3-0'd. And then they – and then the hard point. Even, even more disappointing than the control – Optic Gaming, okay, one of the best hardpoint respawn teams in the game, gets 250 to 52 against EU. I mean, just completely annihilated in hardpoint, and that was just depressing, dog. It was just, I don't know what happened. And, you know, at, at that point, it was just like, you know, I, I, feel, I don't know. I felt like after the control, though, I just, you know, it really felt like, you know, Optic lost all momentum and. I really didn't think we were going to pull it through, and sure enough, they they lost in the hard point. But, um, but yeah, nonetheless, it was a disappointing finish for Optic. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, to be a Call of Duty fan, to be an Optic fan, um, you know, to, to you know still see them end the year the way they did, and and like that's kind of been the story of Optic this entire year. It's like this team on paper is like. Could, you know, arguably could be the best team. I mean, the talent is stupid or should be stupid. But, you know, I mean, outside of Vegas, it's just, you know, we've always been a top three team. And we're, you know, we just, for whatever reason, we just can't seem to, you know, c- couldn't pull it through, man. There's just something about this roster, I guess, that, you know, lacked a little bit of clutchness. And um, I don't know, Krim and Karma, I think, are you know, definitely not the same players they used to be. Uh, like they were obviously in the past, you know, Scumpy death. I was starting to say that about Scumpy, but you know, Scumpy really showed up in this tournament, this, this tournament, Scumpy went out, he balled out, um, you know, Dashy, unfortunately, you know, we're so used to seeing him consistently be a monster, but like he struggled during this event. Uh, I, I didn't think he did, uh, anywhere near as good as he could and, and TJ, yeah, so, so, but, um, but yeah, that was just a disappointing end to um, champs. I felt. So, so do you do think you, the lack the, of practice that was played throughout the whole like week up to champs? Because you know, if you watch the series that Hex was posting, the last champs and Karma kind of grazed over it. There was a game breaking patch that was put out that affected the slide. I, I don't think that had a lot to do because I mean, every, according to opt and this was everyone. I mean, I was seeing like other, other teams pros talking and like attach was talking about it and stuff too. I think everybody was kind of on the same playing field because there, nobody was really scrimming. So I, I wouldn't yeah. say that it was just optic. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think the entire pro league was, was even doing i think everybody was kind of on the same boat so i, I mean i really don't think that ultimately effect would have affected the outcome if everybody was you know doing the same thing but um, so, so since we're on the optic topic and we're talking about karma and everything so do you agree with karma said that that first two weeks of uh champs not having dashy there after winning Vegas affected them throughout the whole it, year it definitely affected everything for a while, like the, you know, this first couple weeks of pro league, but to sit there and blame like our performance sense, I can't agree with that. Like, I, I can't come to terms with that. Cause like, here's my thing. I can understand, you know, going in the, cause that was like the first week of pro league, first or second week of pro league when that happened. And like, yeah. you know, I can understand like the next event, like right coming up before that you guys struggling because dashy, 
you know, wasn't there and the team cam probably got thrown off and they had to play with, uh, I don't know who they played with Zuma or somebody. I think Zuma came over for a little bit. Um, I mean, I can get that, but like, there's no excuse though for like months later after that, you guys have already played in London, you played in Fort Worth and like, you're still having the same damn issues. Like that had that, 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 that to me, that doesn't have anything to do with our, our current performance. And for him to say, I think for him to say that it's, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's more of an excuse, but, um, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't see it out of that. I agree with you on that one. Cause like you said, like when you guys, when they play as much as they do and there's that many tournaments and there's that many different things that are going on, not playing with your one teammate for a week or two, I don't think it really affects you that much when it comes down to the later stages of it. It might have affected you for the first maybe tournament back and then the first yeah. couple of weeks back to pro league. But for the, you to say it affected the whole season is kind of like ridiculous. But I, I think it's a him not saying it indirectly, but I think he said the whole optic situation of if they're being sold, what's going on with them affected him more than this whole thing. And I don't think they didn't want to say that. I I think karma understood, I think, and he does now, because especially from what I've been hearing from uh, like moving into franchise and karma's looking to be a coach. I think karma realizes he's not the player he used to be. I feel like that's finally kind of hit him. You know, he's made comments too, where like, you know, he said he feels like an old guy amongst all the young guys and shit, which I mean, you know, he's been around the game for a long time. He's the goat, but you know, I just, I, and I think a lot of people feel this way. We just, I don't think Carmen's the same player anymore. I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it's because he's not capable of becoming that person again. I mean, I watched on uh, Hex's YouTube channel, you know, they were posting these different videos of like Karma's family, Krim's family for the last champ, Scump's fan, you know, and like they would talk in the detail. I think you're, that's what you were referencing on yes. some of this stuff, you know, and he also talks about how, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's got a wife, he's got a kid now and, you know, it's hard for, harder for him to play just eight, 10 hours a day all the time, you know, cause obviously he wants to spend time and, and, you know, with his family, which is right, you know, rightfully so I understand that. Um, but I just, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe, you know, karma may or may not have the same drive he used to have, obviously, back then. But I just, like I said, I, I don't think he, from what we saw this year, he's definitely not the same karma that uh, we all know from the past. Because he just, I, I, thought, I felt he was really average, you know. And he's he's known to be, like, the dude, you know what I'm saying? So That's true. Um, but, yeah, as far as optic, I mean, that is what it is. I and mean, at this point, it's just a matter of, uh, seeing what happens, you know, coming up in the franchise league, you know, is, you know, is the optic name going to be used? Is it not going to be used? We're going to find out. Um, but we do know they have a secured spot. So that is one thing, uh, going into next year. Uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about E United some, man. I mean, obviously EU, they won playoffs. Okay. Looked really good. Um, definitely knew they were going to be one of the favorites here in champs. And, um, Man, I mean, we already talked about Simp, boys. I, I think Simp right now has got to be in the convo for best player in the world because, you know, I, you know, even though I don't think Simp is necessarily 
the best respawn player. I think Dash is still. I mean, there's a couple players I could put in, in front of Simp and in, in just pure hard point and control. But like overall, like well, for one, I, I Simp to me is the best S and D player in the game. I don't think there's another S and D player I'd want on my team than Simp uh, right this moment. But you know, Simp is still good enough at respawn for me to consider him the best all around player. You know, he's still good enough in that respawn. He's still able to put up those numbers. Uh, but then his S&D just takes over. You know, when you get him in S&D, it's, I mean, guys, it's a done deal. And um, I don't know what it is with these rookies, D. I mean, last year it was Kenny. You know, Kenny took the league by storm. He was by far the best player in the game, in my opinion. And, and now it's simp, you know, these first-time kids coming into the into the pro league. I don't know if it's just the – the, the young reflexes or the whatever it could be, man. But, um, but I, I think EU definitely deserved that championship. No doubt, man. Pristini played well in, in those finals. Um, you know, our city's a beat and everybody under everybody just like discredit, like kind of does not talk about a BZ, you know, BZ's for some reason just doesn't, he doesn't have the personality, I guess that sticks out. He's super quiet. Uh, he, you know, he doesn't really get a whole lot of airtime, but like even Simp, when he was getting presented with the MVP, you know, he, he, if you, if you notice, he looks over at a he's like that dude right there, you know what I'm saying? And, and a Beezy's a monster sog, man, <clears throat> from a respawn, like a one of the best in the game. Uh, one of the best sog players. And, um, you know, they just, they, they got a solid, Solid team, man. And that and the thing is, too, is that team has been together for a long time. A lot of people don't really under, like forget about that, too, with EU. Like, well, at the beginning of the year, they had roster changes because at the beginning of the year, they had J-Cap, and then uh, well, they had somebody else filling a spot, and then they picked well, up somebody else. the new guy there. But, like, the yeah. core of that roster has been together for a long time, though. Like, Pristini – Pristini, Arcides, Abizi. I mean, Abizi was, you know, through World War II and, and Clayster, but the core of that roster has had a long time together. They've experienced so much. I mean, their cam their team cam's probably better than any any other team out there. And just because of the, the fact that they've been together for for so long. Um but um but yeah, when they're on, they're on, man. I mean, when they're on, it's it's tough to beat them and they showed it. They absolutely showed it that is true that is true i mean let's what do you you think for the last champs do you think this champs will be one of the most memorable champs just not just because it's the last one just because of the matches and the teams that were there like i don't think think, i don't think it'll be memorable because of the matches d i think it'll be memorable because it was the last one I think that's what most people are going to remember this by. You know, you think of all the other champs. I mean, there's been plenty of memorable matches. And that's true. Most people aren't going to remember those champs as much as they will this one because this was the last one. And that's honestly why this will be remembered one of them as, you know, held in a special regard. Let's put it that way. I agree with you on that one. So after everything that has happened – Champs went through, Simp won MVP. Let's talk about this just a little bit. Where do you think all these teams, all these players are going to go with the franchising? Because we, like, 
there's cities announced, but it doesn't seem like there's any real Call of Duty teams that are from the from this champs that own a franchise spot. Well, let's talk about that for just a sec. Actually, I'm pulling up COD NYC because. Uh, New York just made an announcement, their franchise spot, that they picked up uh, Revan from EG, John Bobel. I've never heard of this dude, but he's going to be the coach, apparently, um, for the New York team. Um, you know, in terms of the franchising and the the existing players and teams, I I, I think a lot of players right now are worried, dog. There's a lot of players that I think are, that we're used to seeing that won't end up being in this franchise. That, this, to me, this franchise, now that we're basically shifting to an entirely new world, I think that these teams – I mean, obviously most of these teams are going to pull from the existing pro players that are, are well-known. But, like, I think we're going to see a ton of new faces, dog, because, I mean – with you know the rumored franchise teams, I mean they're going to have like ten roster spots, I believe, like seven to ten roster spots. I mean we're talking about having an entire bench plus a starting lineup, you know, um, and obviously like people that we're used to seeing playing are going to be sitting on the bench. I mean there's going to be so much stuff like that, and and like I think we're going to see a ton of new people we've never seen before. Just be, out of the nature of the fact that like teams are basically starting from ground zero, like everybody's starting from scratch. There's no like you know somebody may may buy out a roster, but I don't think that's. I think they're going to acquire players, you know, on a duo or individual basis. To be quite frank, I mean, there's so much unknown there. It's hard to answer that, but um, I mean, as far as the teams that have acquired franchise spots that we're used to seeing, I mean, Envy's got Dallas. Okay. So we already know Envy's got their thing together. Optic and Immortals have got LA secured. Um, they just announced the Florida Misfits GG. I've, I've never heard them in COD. I think they're, they're probably in some other esport. Um, they just took, they're in a league of legends and I think rainbow six and a couple other stuff. Yeah. 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 So they've got my, I guess Miami is going to be their location. Um, you got, uh, the Minnesota brand, which uh, let's talk about that for a minute, D because, um, I have a hunchy feeling that Hector Rodriguez has something to do. He's going to be involved with this Minnesota team, dude, because, you know, optic midnight, you know, the, well, the girl that she got dropped from Optic, after, you know, by Infinite, she's signing with this Minnesota team. I watched a video where she talked about that, this future COD team that's going to be up there. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's involved in that. Like, there, And I, I just have this feeling that Hex hasn't announced this yet because, you know, he's been – there's been, like, little hints and stuff. He's had things he's working on, and he's waiting to kind of see what goes through. And I, I just have this weird feeling that he's involved in that somehow. Um, and, and if he is, that's going to be hella, hella sweet, but, um, you got the Minnesota franchise. I don't know what's going on in the Toronto one. Then you got the New York, um, and then the Paris, France, which I don't know who the hell that's going to be. Um, so let's, since we're on this topic and everything, so Nate shot went on ESPN esports, which is, a like the ESPN's Twitter page for the all optimistic. Yep. 
<laughs> pretty much the interview, if you guys get a chance to look at it, like I highly take take a chance to look at it. And this is how 100 Thieves are approaching uh, franchising in COD. He's cautiously optimistic because if you look at COD, COD has always been about the branding of the team and the brand of the name. So like with Optic Gaming, Optic Gaming was a brand. It was not affiliated with the city, wasn't affiliated with anything. And when you're building, when you built a brand that's already established and then you try to pretty much build your brand on a city or on a state, you pretty much have to redo everything you that you pretty much branded on something that was already global, something that wasn't affiliated with something, and then you have to hurry up and throw the affiliate in that. And I don't it's not a smooth transition. And like like let's be real, some of these team names like Los Angeles, Hunter Thieves, like that's a that's a mouthful. A hundred or LA Thieves, like that can go through, but it's not the brand of a hundred thieves. It's just LA thieves. You know? you know, I feel like, let me, let me say this. Like, you know, when, when Nate shot revealed the players only jackets for champs, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? It has the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the black jackets and it has their name. I, feel, I, I just kind of like subconsciously feel like he was trying to really send a message to everybody doing that by putting Los Angeles very I don't, I don't, this may just be me, me thinking the way I think sometimes but I feel like he was kind of like low-key trying to send a message to the world that like a hundred thieves is staying in LA like this is LA a hundred thieves and like we're not doing anything else and, and I'm gonna tell you man I mean just from the things that I've seen from other pros and, and the people that obviously talk about all the shit and like the gossip about everything. Like, you know, Nate, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's not like a hundred thieves can't literally own, like if, if they had to create like the, I don't know, the LA Knights or something, I'm just making some shit up, some name. It's not like they can't, have both brands and say owned by a hundred thieves, you know, and still have a hundred thieves attached to it. Is it's like their team. I mean, that, that is very doable. Um, I think more cause listening to Nate shots interview that you're referencing, he talks about the, the, you know, the requirement of having to make an entirely new entity. I think for a hundred thieves, it's more of, it's not necessarily the brand. That's the biggest issue for them. At this, even though it is an issue, I don't think it's the biggest one. I think just from a pure business perspective, because of the investment that they'd have to make, you know, they just acquired all this money that they already pre-planned, like how it's going to go out, you know, and maybe they they already had some budgeted in there for the for a potential Call of Duty League spot. I would assume they probably did, but you know, from a business perspective, you know, the cost implications of, you know, starting an entirely new brand uh, is, is costly. It's very, very costly when they probably had other plans to utilize that capital uh, that they acquired. And I think that's kind of, it's, it's a really a two prong approach. It's a business cost approach. Like, is this really worth paying all this money to get into the COD league that knowing that we're going to have to create some brand new team 
that's not directly a hundred thieves. And is that gonna is that money spent gonna be well spent? Because at the end of the day, their job is to make sure a hundred thieves is getting, you know, its marketing, its product sales, its brand, and its revenue. And they're gonna have to split that money in order to be able to feed this potentially new, you know, COD brand team that they're gonna have to make. And I really think that's where this is gonna lie down at for them. And a lot of people don't think they're gonna be in it. A lot of people don't think they're going to do the the franchise Lee and me personally. I don't think they will. I honestly don't because at the end of the day, if they that they're going to have to leave Los Angeles. I mean, look, the, the COD League's already picked up to the. They announced just recently, um, the um, the LA Dodgers or I don't know somebody just picked up a second LA franchise, and I'm I'm about ninety nine percent sure they're not going to allow three LA franchises. Uh, in the COD League. So there's already two of them. Mortals has one, and then I can't remember the name of the dude <clears throat> that just picked up the second. They they announced it. But, um, I mean, if they're not – I mean, they're going to have to go out of L.A. in order to do it too, and that's going to be an issue. So Because they're trying to – they're trying to put their roots in L.A., and, like, that's their main market aside from, you know, everything else. So I, I personally don't I, – I just just my gut thing. I don't think 100 Thieves will be in it. I agree with you on that one. Like Nate already said that they're going to try to get a CSGO team and try to get a Rocket League team. They've already got other plans set up for it. And honestly, I think 100 Thieves, like doing the player only jacket, doing the Nike Air Maxes, and doing all this extra stuff for the players this year was a one thing off to A, help promote their clothing line, help promote their brand, but also was a way to show them, hey, guys, this is how we treat everybody. This is how we want to do it. And these guys are the best players in the world. And for one year, we're just going to send it all out there, and hopefully we get a championship. And if they got a championship, I feel like maybe they would got a spot. But since they didn't get the championship, I think they look at it and say, hey, you know what? We already got an audience and everything else. And, like, I hate to say it this way. Champs with Optic not no longer being optic at the after the end of this and 100 thieves three owing them to go to the grand finals i felt like that moment right there was the passing of the torch to nate shot and 100 thieves from optic what is the premier team the yeah premier. the premier well, not the premier team but as in the premier as like the premier brand because like optic hasn't been the same for the la- for the last like two three years with everything that's been going on since the sale and now that 100 thieves in the last year and a half has started to come up on the upswing and kind of doing what optic was doing before hector sold them and taking care of everybody showing how they take care of the players and the content of the teams like i don't see any other teams that have the content as a hundred as a as the as a hundred thieves has with behind the scenes of their League of Legends team, the behind the scenes of their Fortnite, Apex, Call of Duty, like going on with their warehousing and like like you feel more involved and more behind the scenes with the hundred thieves than you do with probably anybody. Here's here's what I'll say to that. Here's what I'll say to that. A hundred thieves as a individual game. Forget Call of Duty. Let's just put let's put Call of Duty to the side because I can't agree with you when it comes to that in COD just yet. But in terms of just the brand itself, if we literally had to talk about the biggest brands in gaming in the world, you know, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, 
the biggest brand owner in the world's face clan. There is no other gaming brand that's bigger than FaZe Clan. FaZe Clan has transcended what they're doing because of their influencers and their YouTube and all that. And the fact that like their entertainment, like that, that entertainment aspect of FaZe is, is out of this world. I put them number one. However, however, if we're talking about who are the biggest brands in gaming, a hundred thieves has definitely transcended way past optic gaming in the entire realm of gaming itself. Okay. I say that because of their content, the fact that, you know, obviously courage has really changed the game. I mean, I mean, they're doing the scooter brawn. I mean, they've, you know, they're doing things that Ariana Grande stuff and all that, that, you know, they were doing like that's transcending type of material that optic has never been able to provide optic to me as a total brand compared to like all the best brands in the, in, in gaming itself, like, you know, they've always been kind of subpar, but they've never been able to transcend. You know, when I say transcend, I'm mean like, we're talking like millions of just people that are like, which, you know, I mean, dude, did you ever watch the phase video where they were in New York for the Fortnite world cup? Did you see the shit that all those people, they had to shut down yeah. block like like one or two blocks for these fuckers like it is insane how how much power they had people have. they had people camping there two days before the it's place stupid. it is absolutely stupid but a hundred thieves is following that they are doing an amazing job transcending because they are actually building a lifestyle brand which i love so much and it's fulfilling nade shots vision um, and they're there. Now, let me rewind this because I'm saying 100 Thieves in terms of a total gaming brand is way past Optic at this point. However, if we're just talking about pure Call of Duty, Optic still like 100 Thieves in, in the totality of COD, they're brand new. And like to me, if you're going to say one brand's the biggest brand in COD, that only I mean, you can talk about performance, you can talk about who's played better, who's done what. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the fans. Like when you've been to a SCOT event, D, and you've been to one, I've been the champs. Like you want like when Optic gets on the damn stage, bro, it is another atmosphere. You, and you know what I'm saying, dog. I know you've seen that shit. Uh huh. Optic gaming is 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 like that's where the fans, the majority of the fans are at, you know. And I mean, you know, Hundred Thieves they started to build a fan base, but they're in, in terms of COD, they're nowhere near Optics the the level of that fan base yet. I mean, they're the Optic is Call of Duty completely, and um, I, I definitely have to say in terms of that's concerned. I mean, nobody's touching Optic, even fa like Phase. Nobody has a bigger COD. The, has the COD world by the hand as much as Optic does at this time. Now, obviously, if champs, if, you know, if this format of, of COD leagues would have kept going for another five, six years, that that might have changed. You know what I'm saying? And you might be right. Maybe 100 Thieves does transcend. But, I mean, for them to just only really be in it for their, what, second time ever, you know, I can't I can't agree saying that they're a bigger COD brand or whatever than than Optic. But in terms of total gaming, yes, they're they're definitely transcended. Um and they're much bigger than Optic in total. So those are my yeah. thoughts. I I have to agree with you on that. After like you broke it down like that, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's you know, Optic is COD. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I really wish that Activision and Blizzard, like they would have really followed Riot's format for that the way they franchised the LCS. I just yeah. 
everybody would be way happier and like the teams that are existing could still be in it with their name their same brands and you know, I know the Overwatch League is having a lot of success, but, you know, I, I don't know. See, but the Overwatch League suffers so much, though, with this franchising because there's still more Overwatch content. And, like, it's hard to, like, with these guys, it's hard to relate with them. And, like, Overwatch is a totally, completely different game. But, like, with these guys, it's very hard to relate to some of those guys in that league because, like, like there's no personality. And every time you watch a game – most of them have to have a translator and it's tough for uh like uh, games that are kind of based off of in la like i don't get me wrong i like watching the overwatch league but it's like tough because you don't really get to hear these guys talk about it in videos you guys yeah. don't really see any of the content behind it you don't know what these guys go through and with call of duty and league of legends these guys have personalities these guys are shit talking each other on twitter they're shit talking each other on the youtube videos that their teams are putting out like it makes it more like this and i'm afraid we'll call like, franchising like we're leaving all the all that content you know it's like comparing major league baseball to the nba yep mlb there ain't no damn content nobody know who knows who the hell mike trout is he's the best he's the best fucking baseball player on earth nobody knows who the hell he is but then you go to the nba and like you know who everybody is you know you even yep. know who the freaking bench people are you know who people that don't even get to play because it's Adam Silver's done such a great job with with the NBA, and it's kind of the same thing. But you know, Overwatch is surviving solely on the fact that it's one of the most popular games on earth, and like people just love the damn game so much, it really doesn't even matter, almost. But I do get what you're saying, and I definitely think that is definitely something that hurts Overwatch. That have you know, if, if it was structured differently, it would definitely help, you know, and it could maybe even bigger than than what it is, but. You know, and, and until these leagues start hurting enough, they're not going to make changes, unfortunately. And that's kind of a sad thing to say, but that's just that's how some of these old business, these old men in business that are stuck in their ways. They, you know, if, if the if the wagon's not broken, don't fix it type of attitudes like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, but see, they're not transcending. They're not they're not innovating. And that's the difference between uh companies and leagues and organizations that can you know take over versus ones that just exist because you know you're not innovating and you know to me you know if i had control of that league it, it definitely wouldn't be uh it'd be a little bit different i could tell you that yeah, um, yeah. but uh but yeah anyways those are those are my thoughts there but you know as far as call of duty like i said man um you know with the, the franchising league and all this information, I'm, you know, I think the next two to three months, we're going to see a lot of and more announcements and new spots and, you know, maybe some dream out of the blue miracle will happen and I'll get a 30 to $40 million raise. We'll get hooked up and then T5 game, it'll be in the COD league. Could you imagine that? Doc? Oh, I'm no, fucking insane. Oh my God. Shit, if that's the case, I can't wait to design the jerseys again. <laughs> Man, that would change everybody's lives. But, uh, but yeah, nonetheless, um, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of like like Nate a little bit, you know, cautiously optimistic, man. But I, like I said, I, I do think we'll have a lot of a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, um, and um, it's it's going to be interesting, man. Hey, just so you know, when uh, Hunter Thieves get that uh, Hunter Thieves HQ up and they got that 
uh, storefront going and they're about to drop some merch. You know your boy's about to drive that couple hours to get there. You're going to be taking (laughs) pictures on the side of the building with the big logo there. Hell yeah, I'm about to be sitting there wearing my windbreaker, the crew neck. You're going to be going in there, finding (laughs) an age shot, taking a picture with him. Hey, take another picture with him. I'm cool with that. Uh, that's a that's a badass facility man that that really um that's that's gonna do wonders for them so i gotta figure out one day where the t5 headquarters is gonna be at man because i'm tr- I'm definitely not trying to go somewhere where there's a whole bunch of other teams i, I want to like make something my own you know so i'm oh, definitely kind of got my eyes on some stuff man i'm definitely i'm definitely eyeing uh seattle washington a little bit that's kind of hey, are you know and a couple other cities as well and you know there's a small not really like a i mean compared to big cities it's small but like it's a still a pretty decent sized city in uh, called greenville uh in south carolina which is uh like nestled up to mountains and stuff it's a really really beautiful place um and a lot of young like people are moving into this place it's rated as like one of the top two or three best places to move to in, in america right now um, and I'm thinking about maybe that might be a starting bed right now for us a little bit. So we'll see, but, um, but yeah, man, um, I think that's going to do it unless you got anything else you want to add here, D for this champs episode slash C- CDL franchise episode. Honestly, let's thank you guys for taking a listen to this episode. This is a thought our thought process and kind of review of call of duty champs and a little bit of call of duty franchising. Um, please don't forget to leave a rate and a review for us. It, it helps us out tremendously. Also don't forget to follow us on social media at T five gaming on Instagram, Twitter. And if you're on Facebook for people that are on Facebook, join our uh, Facebook community, T five gaming. Um, this has been TE5DBRO here and Pharaoh, and have a good rest of your day. See you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.